Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, welcome to the Red Men TV. I'm Chris Pajak. Um, Liverpool have beaten Tottenham by two goals to one and we are proudly backed by The Athletic, uh, the home of football writing. You can get 50% off your yearly subscription, taking it down to around £2.50 a month by visiting www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash TV. Some of the best writers in the world, no ads, no annoying pop-ups, but I am here and I am joined by Emma Sanders, by Kieran Gething and by Sam Walker for this one. Uh, nice easy win then, Emma. Yeah, decent win. Big win as well, especially that, you know, we've got Man City coming up soon, so uh, top of the table, six points clear. Happy days. Oh, mate, it was... Like, they scored early, didn't they? And you're sort of thinking to yourself... Well, I think some people would have been thinking to themselves, oh, bloody hell, is it going to be one of them days? And yeah. it just wasn't, and we don't have them days anymore, do we? Yeah, I mean, there were so many chances as well in the first half that you just thought, at some point, Liverpool are going to score. I'm um, surprised it took that long, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was yeah, it was a sloppy start and it was one of those like really kind of moments. But um, yeah, Liverpool were the better team throughout. I think I tweeted some stats at half time and it was ridiculous. Like the average positions for Tottenham were like basically in their own half. And it was just, you know, they were all over them. So yeah, <laughs> comfortable win. <laughs> Kieran, um, start 11. It went back to the same old, same old. Yeah, I, I was a bit disappointed Lovren started. I think I'd preferred to see um, Gomez start. But uh, apart from that, yeah, it's just it, the team almost picks itself. And, it, you know, you you might want to see Ox in there every, a bit more often now. But um, I, I prefer seeing him with a, with that workhorse midfield. I, I do enjoy watching it. Like, What is it you like about that midfield? Just the effort they put on you, like when whenever Henderson scores, I just can't wipe a smile on my face. I'm absolutely screaming every time he scores, and it was a beauty he got yesterday. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it just feels strong, and I feel more comfortable when you got people that are always, always running, and that that's what I'm midfield doing. Were you surprised at the start eleven, Sam? Yeah, I, I, especially because Lovren played against Genk. I didn't think he'd, he'd play two games running. He doesn't usually, does he? Can we finally disperse that he's the fourth choice now? Or Do you think he's third choice? Maybe he's, there's not a third and fourth, maybe. I just, I, it just seems that even last year, when he was fit, he came in. He wasn't fit a lot last year, was he? He had a lot of injuries, mm. but I'm not sure. I, I was convinced it was Matip, and I was, I've been, like I was saying before, I've been away at the weekend, so I wasn't sure what was going on pre-game, but when you don't see Matip, you just automatically think Gomez. Mm. All the build-up. I'd rather see Gomez than... But yeah, he's straight in there, and... Not gonna lie, like 
I flapped it. Kane loves Lovren. <laughs> and Klopp just seems to just keep picking him against Spurs, <laughs> doesn't he? So maybe just giving him a shot, giving him a chance. We'll give you an early goal and see how it goes from there. But yeah, for me, Gomez every time if I was picking. But when that's you, why when I'm you're thinking of Gomez, you've got to think about the future, in you? Yeah, you, you, true. You know, Lovren's really great as a backup and as a fourth choice. But for me, you've got to start Gomez because he, I want him to get a really good rapport with Van Dijk again, like he did. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting though that Klopp said beforehand that Gomez has sort of not been quite at it. In training. Um, I can't remember the exact yeah the exact quote that he said, but he sort of suggested that you know he's not quite been at it in training. So, which you know that's a bit of a concern, is really, isn't it though? Yeah, I mean, and there's reports that have come out. I think it was uh, was it ninety minutes that posted a story about you know, sort Arsenal. Of, yeah, sort of a gossip story saying that he's not happy, which is a load of rubbish, but. I mean, I think he's obviously come back from injury. It's, I mean, we're still only 10 games in, so it's not like it's, you know, mid-season. Um, so I guess this is kind of his fourth or fifth game, really, isn't it? Because he's kind of started a little bit late because of the injuries. So it's, you know, he's going to take a bit of time to get up to speed. And I think, I think he's just... I think he's just struggled. So I actually, like, while I agree, I think on the whole you want Gomez to be starting, I actually agreed with Lovren starting yesterday because I just think he's probably the, the player that's more informed. I was I was really surprised that it was Lovren. And, and listen, I know that like, last season, certainly, Sam, I remember sitting here having this conversation with you. When Lovren was fit, he was playing a lot of the time last season, wasn't he? But mm. for me, as you kind of mentioned there, that battle with Harry Kane, there only ever seems to be one winner. And as the first half started, mm. you know, Harry Kane just kept on backing into Lovren, kept on winning those headers and stuff. And I thought it was a, it was a mistake by Klopp to pick Lovren in that game mm. because of it. As the game wore on, I think he got better, if I'm honest, and I think Lovren grew into it a little bit more. This is a lad who's not had a lot of football either, to be mm. fair to Lovren. Um, but I said on the instant match reaction, and I, I, I want your opinions on this, actually, I'll start with you, uh, Sam. I think Lovren is a really good defender in a team that plays against sides who are better than them. I agree, because where mm. did he come from? Southampton, and that's where he excelled. And do you know what? There's a lot of players like that around the league, which we don't need to go into, but there is, isn't there? When you think about it, when they change, they struggle a bit. Do you know what it could be? <clears throat> he is quite strong, Lovren, isn't he? He's a big lad. You you know, whoever Liverpool play against, <clears throat> the good Kane or whoever the other forward is, is going to put themselves on, not Van Dijk. Mm. You've just got to wonder whether a combination of either confidence and or strength has made the reason why he's picked Lovren, because Kane's a strong lad. And if he's thinking, Lovren might win a few more battles in the game, which just might be enough for us to get through it. Whereas if, Lover, if if Gomez maybe he feels isn't quite as strong as Lovren, even if he's much quicker, and maybe suffering a little bit in confidence, if you, like you were saying, he's, he's not quite at it at the moment, yeah. that might have just swayed his decision. Other than that, it, it, after having seen the game again this morning, I think he did all right. He did well. He, he gets in the hustling hustle bus a bit too much, doesn't he? But I thought he played quite well. Because he gets picked on by the strikers and Van Dijk almost gets away with it sometimes, doesn't he? Because he's that good. Yeah, no one wants to go up against Van Dijk, do they care or anything? Everyone knows just how good Virgil is. So when, you, when you're looking at it and when they're playing one up top, I mean, if I was Harry Kane and I'm looking at the two centre-halves, I ain't going anywhere near Virgil Van Dijk. <laughs> well, he's a, bit, he's a big old goose, isn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't want to go near him anyway. Um, yeah, it's got to be hard for anyone who partners Van Dijk, you know, because all the attention is going to be on you off the attacking team so maybe Van Dijk's got to try and 
shoulder a bit more responsibility in that sense because I, I, as good as a player Van Dijk is and as confident and everything he is, for me, the last couple of games, he seemed to look at being more attacking than, than staying back and and uh, sort, of, sort of picking up the strikers. Like you say, if, if, if he does stay back a bit more and give more defensive support, Kane isn't probably going to get as much um, as much joy against whoever he partners um, when when it's just just Lovren. The, the, the other thing that I find quite interesting, Emma, <clears throat> is that you know not only does the attacker pick on him, but mm. when a team gives Liverpool the ball, they're always like leaving one man over. And you're never going to give Virgil the ball to play the ball out of defence, are you? Which means it's always going to be the other centre-half. So you think of it early on in the season, Matip's the one who strides forward with the ball, doesn't he? Because yeah. they give him space and they go, go on, you beat us. And that's OK, Matip's a really good passer and I like him coming out from the back and he does these mazy dribbles sometimes yeah. and stuff like that. But when it's Lovren, then you can understand why they're doing that because he, he, he got to one point where he got to the edge of the box and was like, there's still no fucking tackle here. And he thought about shooting. And you're thinking, please, Damian, <laughs> do not shoot. Please, whatever you do. Yeah. But it's difficult for Lovren because he's a centre-half and he's a he's a defender. Yeah. He's not yeah. like a ball-playing centre-half. He wants yeah. to fight, basically, doesn't he? Well, that's it. I mean, Matip, is a, he's a ball-playing centre-back, isn't he? Whereas, like, say, Lovren is, he's an out-and-out defender. He reminds me a lot of Skirtle in the sense that yeah, he he's very good at making up for mistakes, but, yeah. like, he makes, makes a lot of them in the first place. Yeah, so... Um, was it Paolo Maldini who used to say, you know, if you have to make loads of tackles, it's because you're in the wrong position in the first place. And that is kind of how I see Lovren. Um, so I completely agree with that. Um, and that obviously does limit a little bit Liverpool's playing, especially yesterday in the first half where I thought midfield were very passive, apart from Fabinho, who, by the way, best defensive midfielder and slash creative midfielder ever. <laughs> We'll like, talk about him later, don't um, we? Yeah, entire, I wanted to talk about the entire, entire show. But, um, fine. But yeah, so like, I think obviously it does limit Liverpool a little bit in that sense if you know if, if you haven't got that kind of ball playing centre back. Um but I don't think look, I'm a fan of Gomez, but I don't think he would have necessarily fared better against Kane no. yesterday, in my opinion. Um, because of the strength that you were talking about. The only time well, you know, there was a couple of times, but the one big one where you saw and you're thinking Gomez is where Son just absolutely yeah, toasts yeah. Lovren from yeah. a five-yard gap. And Alisson does really well, actually, to push him wider than yeah. he needed to be. Lovren done well covering, so if the shot would have been three or four yards lower, he might have had the clear, but he got left for dead there. Yeah. And against Son, at that point when I saw that, I, was, I, was, um, I thought to myself straight away, that wouldn't have happened if it was Gomez because even if he was three yards in front, he would have got there before Son because he's rapid. Yeah. What a player Son is, though. Oh. I remember playing on FIFA. I can't remember what year it was. <laughs> You've got a player year. We need to sign him up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's brilliant. Yeah, he yeah, is. He's fantastic. I think he's probably one of the only attacking players that, could, that not could get into our team straight away. But perfect could fit in, a, yeah. in the system and do well. Yeah. Really. He's got the pace, he's got the skill. I mean, even the shot that he takes for their first goal, he, he cuts it back on yeah. such an angle past Henderson that you're thinking, has oh, yeah. this got away from him a little bit? And he still manages to turn his body. He hits the crossbar then and then and then Kane nods it in and, and yeah. Sam, it was, a, it was a pretty poor fucking start from Liverpool. But equally, it was a mad goal to concede, wasn't it? I never like blaming people on that. People will go, like, all the pundits in the studio will go, he should have been doing that bollocks if you yeah. hit the ball towards goal it hits someone's shoulder then it's the bar and bounces down no one in the world of football is marking anyone it's just chaos for a minute first minute of the game yeah. it, it, it happens if they were going to score a goal early on that was how it was going to happen 
it, it was, they were never going to carve us open uh, that early on in the game, anyway, maybe on the counter-attack, but for me, it was just absolutely bizarre. You take it, you move on, it happens, you go, you know, almost look last week, we conceded an unlucky goal. Different reasons, good football from United, but it was a poor decision. Again, it had to be something bizarre to catch us out like that, and it wasn't, like you said, you said before, Emma, from that point on, we pushed them back and we did our job. You can't mm. really argue, can you? One of the things I wanted to talk about, and it's coming off, it's coming off that first goal, Emma. Um, I'll start with you on this one, uh, and I'd like everybody's opinions on this. I've got this feeling that, you know, I think everyone saw it yesterday. Tottenham started time wasting from the minute he'd scored the goal, <laughs> right? And is this a sign of how good Liverpool are now that you get one goal up against Liverpool and you panic and start to try and hold on for eighty nine minutes? And, and I'll, I'll caveat it with a few different things. For, for a couple of years now, we've been saying no one goes at City. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like teams are really going at us. Tottenham should have gone at us yesterday yeah. because they might have been 2-0 up. But they get a goal up and they shit themselves and think, fucking hell, we're winning against Liverpool football, called the best team in the country. We've got to sit <laughs> and we've got to defend this. And, 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 and it just plays into our hands because then we have 45 minutes until half-time of just bombing on and pressing them and is it a sign of how good we are yeah I think it is and I don't think you can blame Tottenham but because like I mean they've gone to Anfield and they've gone a goal up I mean it's hard to not in your mindset not go like we need to like keep this lead United did it at Old Trafford last weekend like you know I to think that Liverpool would go to I mean obviously times have changed now but even five years ago Liverpool going to Old Trafford and then them scoring and then sitting back for the second half that would you know, th- those things just didn't really happen. But Liverpool are that good, uh, even that, like, we've got so many different styles of play in the sense that Trent and Robbo are incredible uh, putting in these these balls from wide areas that, you know, and we've got these ball-playing centre-backs with Matip and Van Dijk and Fabinho who can just pick out passes from basically the top of the main stand. So it's like, you can just, you can either ping balls over the top, you can play f- uh, out wide with your wide players and just ping balls in, or we've got the creativity with our front player, especially with Firmino, with these little tricks on the edge of the box because he comes out to get the ball from midfield. So you've got all these different options where you can play through the middle, out wide, over the top. It's so difficult to defend against Liverpool. So teams go, look, our best chance is probably not to have them on the counter-attack because they've got the best three forwards in Europe at the moment. Um, maybe if we sit back and there, we just have to hope that their full-backs aren't up to scratch in terms of crossing. I mean, that's a high-risk football, but it's probably, probably the best thing to do against Liverpool because if we get them on the break, then, you know, devastating. Kieran, does this have anything to do with it? Let's see if this works. When did Liverpool last lose a Premier League game at Anfield? April 23rd, 2017. According to Forbes, the last time Liverpool lost a game at home in the Premier League was April 23rd, 2017, when Crystal Palace won 2-1. <laughs> April the 23rd, 2017, Kieran, we last won. That's, That's 45 got to... league games, by the way. Yeah. Fucking hell, Google. <laughs> 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 I should just last you, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I might know the fucking proper journalist. She knows the score, she knows got booked as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does that all add into it, Kieran? Oh. 2017, April 23rd. It, it feels like an invincible sort of atmosphere. You know, you can say words like fortress when people come to Anfield, you know what I mean? And, you know, Tottenham had a good 48 seconds in the first half, and I was just like, you know what I mean? I've got a kid off a good 48 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two. I've got two. Come back. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 I know you. 
<laughs> I know, uh, if, from a sporting sense, I know how, how you feel, like, in terms of, I've been in the ring sparring with um, some guys who are really, really good operators, and I felt overwhelmed, and I land a jab on him, I think, round done. I'm all the friends <laughs> yeah. in there, don't touch me again, do you know what I mean? I beat you in this, into in today, but, and I can understand why they go a goal up and they think, right, that's it, we're, we're done, yeah. we're old in this, we're gonna, do. it's like what, like a bit like what Josie Mourinho would do, you know what I mean? Park the bus. But, uh, yeah, you can understand why they do it and it, it, it does go into what you say, Liverpool are that good when they do it, when they get that goal, they think we've just got to hold this now. We just want to, we want, we want to take something from this game. Even if they know they might concede a goal, they're still hoping they get a point out of it. Let alone three. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But the time, the, the kind of back to my original point, does this not just play into our hands when teams yeah. do this? Well, it's bizarre, really, because with Spurs, they've been so terribly defensively this season. <laughs> Why would you go into like sort of retreat mode? Because for them, who've got look at the, the all four played in the Ericsson, Ali, Kane, and Son. Yeah. You go one nil up. I mean, the only thing is you look at the clock. Think shit, we still got ninety odd minutes. Left. <laughs> <laughs> A whole game. There's, um, there's, there's times when I think Liverpool look really open, and I think, oh my yeah. god, anyone could score against us. But, but they don't. They sit back. But it's also the crowd, though, isn't it? Yeah. So one nil up. If Anfield ever needed an extra kick. There we go. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Straight away, that you know full well, and you're getting a, a rowdy crowd. Probably more so than it would have been if it was nil nil after twenty. We went one nil up because yeah. Yeah. we've got something to fight for now, and I'm sure we'll talk about the shambolic <laughs> Arsenal fans later. But <laughs> it, it, we're the opposite. We will get behind the lads, no matter who's playing, and getting them on. And I think yeah, it was but, kind of too early for them to score, really, wasn't it? Coming yeah. back to it, there's a couple of things. I, I think with teams, it's very difficult to come against us. When we play the Brexit midfield with the new, uh, the new Fabinho, which, by the way, uh, you know, considering it's been getting called the Brexit midfield, we haven't got knocked out of Europe since it's been playing, it? But anyway, um, the balance we have with those players, if you sit back, it just gives Henderson and Van Alden 10 yards. If you come at us, Henderson and Van Alden will cover and they will, their full-backs love it and get up. I don't think there's a way without just going gung-ho, which I'm sure the only way City can, will maybe do it in a few weeks, if you, unless you go absolutely gung ho and just overwhelm us with pressure and score two or three goals, I don't see how you beat Liverpool at Anfield. I genuinely can't see how we lose a game at Anfield. And We're actually, just... Tottenham's strengths are probably on the break as well, I would say, especially with Son making those runs in behind. So maybe they thought if we sit back, soak up a little bit of pressure and then get them on the break, we might get that second goal, which they almost did, to be fair, when Son hit the crossbar. When we hadn't scored and he could have put that, you know, that could have been 2 0. Then you could have gone. Tottenham had the, had the right game plan then. But their defense was never going to keep us out, was that, it? That, that's the problem. Yeah, that. you've that. got you've got to be that good. Which, like you say, it's probably only really City who can be that good. Especially it's the pressure as well. Four year on. Did you see the Sky thing? No. Keen. Oh. Oh, I've oh, heard of it. Yeah, what a guy. Yeah, yeah. Called the fullbacks dumb and dumber. He went, I call him dumb and dumber. <laughs> just doesn't give a Wait, fuck, does he? Yeah. How is there not a no context Roy Keane? Oh, he's got to be. Right. He's brilliant. He Someone is, out yeah, there do it. He is brilliant. I, I'd never liked him for Man United, obviously. He's a legend. But he, off, on the camera, doing interviews and all, he is fantastic. <laughs> he just doesn't give a fuck. No, he's just like, not okay stupid question. There was a great soonness. He went to start on last week. He what do you say here? What are you laughing at? Yeah. <laughs> and even Sue was like... <laughs> I mean, he's a terrifying human being. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keen. Yeah. Yeah. You see when he went, just 
Tottenham are in disarray. Just go and get him. Two hundred million. Go and sign him. Honestly, <laughs> Woodward was like, "All right, gonna... Keane, give me a minute." <laughs> that was a brilliant accent, by the way. Please brilliant. cut that out. I tell you, I tell you who had a who had a good game. Their backup goalkeeper. Mm. Oh. I mean, let's talk, let's talk <laughs> a little phenomenal. bit about the first. He was the best player, wasn't he? Yeah. Easy. Well, he was my man of the match. Oh, mate, I've got some stats for you, right? Talk a little bit about Gazaniga. Okay. For me. Do, do you want me to tell you the stats for you? No, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're using XG build-up. He made, he, he made 12, shots, uh, 12 saves in total. Right. Uh, and I think the last time someone did that was United against Liverpool. <laughs> okay. In 2016. That's, I just <laughs> was that at Anfield? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. So no, I, can't, I can't remember fantastic. the day. No, I don't think we won the game, and though. I remember you know, that. You know when he came up in, is it in the last on the last minute went for the corner? I thought he's going to top a good game off for himself. Yeah, yeah. Get, but yeah, he, he was fantastic. He I was brilliant. He, he was definitely their best player. Yeah, that, and he was some that really double good save was saves. amazing as well, wasn't it? That one yeah. where like Salah hit it and it sort of deflected out to Firmino and at the near on, post. Uh, yeah. Laurie's uh, form. You know, there's no reason he can't keep his place now. Mm. He's captain though, and he has anything, isn't he? Yeah, he's captain. Yeah, Brandon Jack is captain. I don't think he's getting his place next week. <laughs> yeah. Right, so this guy's an eager start. Comes <laughs> courtesy of Andrew Beasley. He put it out on Twitter last night. Uh, brilliant follow if you're a red. Um, so, if there's anyone know what XG chain is, and it, oh, it's no. like God. obviously everyone knows what expected goals is, yeah. and it's it's the chain of events, and and you can okay. be further down the list. Not only the Gazaniga make how many twelve saves, 12 saves, he was also their most creative player <laughs> with 0.46 uh, XG chain, the next highest. Uh, I mean. I can't see it. It's too small to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so it's just ridiculous that he was like one of their most creative players and also managed to save about eleven or twelve uh, things as well. He, he said yeah. that chance we were just talking about. That was his kick for the Psalm one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, no, it was I, an I easy was long ball over the over the top, really, wasn't it? But yeah. that, I mean, I've got a list of some outstanding saves. Uh, double save from the Salah Bobby one too. I mean, that's a brilliant yeah. one too. First yeah. of all, Bobby with the filth again. Um, <laughs> Van Dyke header. Which oh, that was oh, that was a worldie. Trent one from just that. outside the box, which was an absolute oh, rocket. That was, that, that was like the Wanayama one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. From yeah. A season Bobby two. header at the back stick. Bobby, um, where he almost megs him from the throw-in. I don't oh, know yeah. that out, by the way. <laughs> He, he's sat on it, it, I was going to say. He's and that good that he saves it with his bomb. <laughs> Wijnaldum, close range header. Yeah. I mean, oh, I forgot about that one. And then yeah. Mane probably should have scored as well yeah, first yeah, half. But I, I, listen, I, one of the big things that I was thinking about, Emma, when we were in half-time, I was texting a mate of mine, I was saying, like, look, I don't, I don't think Liverpool need to change this. Mm. I'd imagine that Twitter was going mental for Keiter and it was going probably mental for Ox or something. But the amount of chances that we created first half, I was in no doubt that mm. the team and the setup was absolutely perfect for going against them. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I did want to see the Ox come on, mm. but that was only because I thought Wijnaldum and Henderson had a poor first half and they completely turned it around. Like, Henderson was like 8 out of 10 in the second half. Someone tweeted, but... I cannot believe Henderson is still playing. He's <laughs> so poor. He's definitely going to get yanked after, the, after that half. <laughs> Boom, left foot. <laughs> Six minutes in. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, so I, I was, you know, I did I did want to see Otso Chamberlain come on, but I agree at the same time, at no point did I think Liverpool aren't going to score because the chances they had were just, I mean, it was, <coughs> if they had had those chances against any other team with a goalkeeper who wasn't basically having the game of his life, then they would have been 4-0 up at half-time, at least. I think, 4-1. I think Lloris 
throws the ball into the back of the net, Kieran, <laughs> at least three times in that first half. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I with both of his arms. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even <laughs> class anymore, on that uh, top. On that, that's harsh as hell. <laughs> bad. Um, I don't. I wouldn't class Reese on that top echelon of oh, top no. goalkeepers. I think he was anymore. a few years ago. Well, he's got a minute, isn't he, in the Ballon d'Or list? <laughs> he, he is. is. He yeah, is. but that, that basically proves his point. The Ballon yeah. d'Or is a load of load rubbish. rubbish. It's yeah. just from the final, isn't it? To it go is. to the final, yeah. yeah. How did the... Ba- off topic here, how did the Ballon d'Or become the Ballon d'Or, if you know what I mean? It's just a magazine in France, isn't it? <laughs> it used to yeah. be, yeah. Well, that's why Michael Owens won it. It was just a magazine in France. <laughs> and someone, did some, you win it twice? It used to be the FIFA award, so when Ronaldo, R9, we used to win it and all them. I remember because he's like my favourite player. And um, it was the FIFA World Player of the Year. <laughs> that was the one. So the one that um, Messi's just won was the one. The best, and then, they call yeah, it now. Yeah. And they changed, they, like, I don't know if they combined it or something happened and then yeah. the Ballon d'Or became, it was probably Messi or Cristiano probably, some endorsements happened when they won it. And yeah. That sounds yeah. better, doesn't it? The yeah, best it award. So it is just a magazine. <laughs> yeah. It, does, yeah. it does sound terrible, the best award. Yeah. 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 Whoever done the, um, the marketing on that wants the fucking sack, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, okay, we've talked a little bit about Gazaniga and how good he was. We come out at half-time, we nearly concede a goal, don't we, from the Son chance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a potential penalty, Sam, on Virgil van Dijk with a Sanchez arm to the face. Did you see that one? Um, it's bizarre because over the weekend, some of the pens that were given were softer than that. Mm. So, you, but I'd rather that not get given for the for the for the for the sake of football, so to speak. Um, so no, I'm saying no for that one. And Salah, yes, because he still pulled him. The one where he fights and stays on his feet is that one. Yeah, the one where yeah. I cannot believe right they made a big deal about um, uh, Kane going down with the. Almost an elbow to his face, and then Salah, yeah, exactly. Salah is getting ragged. I've seen rugby players throwing tackles like that, and he doesn't get it. Doesn't even get a look in about it. Doesn't he mention it? Oh, mate, fucking. He's not from England. Let's not talk about rugby at the moment. Yeah, (laughs) fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's not. Good job you're not a Cardiff City fan. No. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they lose to Swansea yesterday? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Cardiff. Cardiff did. It's like yeah. Cardiff lost to Swansea. So if you were a Cardiff fan and a Wales rugby fan, that's not a terrible <laughs> day. Bunch, bunch of my friends didn't have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Like, uh, okay, so uh, listen, one of the things that, that's come out of the weekend, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it later on and stuff, is the, is the VAR stuff. And what I realised yesterday, after seeing that one in German football where the sub gives a penalty away. Yeah. Oh, Did you see that one? Yeah, right? Touching yeah. it back in. Is I would be the worst referee in the world because I base it on feelings <laughs> now and again. So I felt that was harsh, so I wouldn't have given it. Right? I'd be the most inconsistent referee ever <laughs> because the rule says if, if a player who's a substitute interferes with play, then it's a then it's a free kick. Wasn't it like but, an, an axe cock from going out though? Yeah, it is. But how but was it, the penalty though? Because it was happened in the area. Oh, so yeah. he, I see. I haven't he's seen on the, it. He's, he's, he's on the he's on the goal line in the area Running and stops the, the ball going out of play. He basically passes it back to the ref for a goal kick or a corner or whatever. Should it have been indirect free kick. Oh. Right. So as the rules state, <laughs> and I'd be like, Nah, I'm not having that. It was going out anyway. The whole point yeah. is that they don't get in the way of the game. But, yeah. You know, it's a it's a proper thing, isn't it? Mm. And then like the the Harry Kane one, I'm like, I'm not giving that. The Salah one, I'll, yeah, I'll give that. Like, and I'm, <laughs> and the the, the, the Everton fan. one, the Everton one from the, the weekend, I wouldn't give that. 
even though it was a kick, like or he steps on him, doesn't steps he? On his foot. I wouldn't give that. But it's a is it a foul? I don't that's what I mean. know. It, it, is it an <laughs> infringement? It's too that I think yeah, I agree. If it's an infringement. Like if like the Zaha one, clear as day. Mm. Yeah. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's ridiculous Ooh, that even booked him. That's embarrassing. Yeah. But that, the, the Everton one wasn't a like it was like two guys kind of jumped and one it, it wasn't a foul. He didn't he didn't stop him. It just kind of happened. If you know what I mean? It fell over. It wasn't like I, I'm going to try and get the ball and, and then miss it like like our one. It was no. He, he was an accident. It's just kind of it's just kind of happened and it didn't stop a goal scoring chance really, did it? But if I accidentally elbow someone in the face. Right, that looks a lot worse. You do that and to it's a foul. No, that's that's meant. <laughs> uh, it looks looks bad, and you'd probably think, well, accidental or not, you shouldn't have your elbows up there. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'd be far too subjective, and this is the problem with VAR. I I think, and what I've come to realise is, you're yeah, still it's not asking just VAR, some. It's football, isn't it? In well, general. you're yeah. asking somebody to look at the VAR. Yeah. And that person will be subjective. Mm. Yeah. That's the problem for me. You've got two different VAR's opinions. VAR is great at offsides because it's, you're not asking a person to do anything. Mm. You're asking the computer to tell you whether he's yeah. offside or not. I like it for the hand rule because if that rule is going to be introduced, yeah. then it works. It's, it did it hit you? I don't. It did it hit you? Yeah, or not. but yeah, exactly. It, 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 it at least it is what it is. Right, yeah. I, I don't yeah. mind it, but yeah. But why is it different? Yeah, for the I, I like that. Because yeah, let's. I you talking about this. Oh, it's going to be passionate. If you're gonna, if it just hits your hand in the box and you're not gonna score, carry on. If you score, but if you're gonna score a goal and you use your hand, think about if we were playing five or seven footy, Chris, they'd be murder for five minutes. Oh yeah. Defo. So, so, but if the ball comes over and the defender it accidentally hits Sam, but it doesn't stop a chance if it's kind of going that way, then I don't see why because because it doesn't lead to a goal. If, if the ball comes over and say Manny is about to score and it slaps the hand, yeah, it's a penalty because you stop the goal scoring chance. Mm-hmm. So if it's directly leading to a goal, it's a pen or a, or a free kick. If it's just hit your hand in the box, I think it shouldn't go for either team. Mm. But what if it just hit your hand in the box for an attacker? Then carry on. But if, that's not the rule, is it? No, so if, if if the ball comes over and it hits Manny's hand, then he gets it, passes it to Firmino, then he chips it to Salah and he heads it in. It's a goal. It's only if it directly, literally leads to the goal. So from the City one that they go against Spurs and, and to Mane's one, it's real. Because it literally, the ball come off, was it Rodri's hand that went straight to Jesus who scores? Or Mane controls it and scores. But if there's a ping around after that, no, I think it's just carried on. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. It's got to be direct. I'm sure the rule is directly leading to a goal. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Well, the, sense the, main, the main thing really in all of this is consistency. Hmm. Like when we, you know, brought up rugby then, rugby is a perfect example that, again, like the referees, <laughs> sorry, mate, the referees, they just go with a decision, and, but, but, but they're consistent the, and you've got more, respect there. There's a lot more uh, integrated respect from the fans mm-hmm. and from the players. You do not get the players running up to and go, ref, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Because the ref <laughs> say, oh, you bad. No, fuck off. Exactly. Just, but you know, but, but that, that, is, that has been born from the fact yeah. that these referees have consistency. Yeah. Like, whether or not you disagree or you <clears> agree, <throat> it doesn't matter because at the end of the day... Those God referees says, will make that decision again in the next match and again in the next match and again in the next match. In football, that doesn't happen. So the players who, and I agree, are at fault because they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be encouraging this, but it's hard for them to not react emotionally because if they see a decision, like you say, there were softer ones given this weekend and then Van Dijk's been hit in the face and I don't think that's a penalty at all. Like You can understand why Liverpool players will be emotionally kind of 
why isn't that a penalty? Because there's been softer decisions being given, so there's absolutely no consistency in the league. And that's the main problem for me. Emma, as a, as a journalist, you've obviously seen VAR's implementation up mm -hmm. close. You obviously work the games and, mm -hmm. and, and, and quite often work during the games and, and stuff. So was there a change in VAR this weekend and how it was implemented? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't think so. I don't think there is a change. I think... I think it's getting to the point now where referees, the longer it's been on, referees are now scared to make a decision because they've got this backup of VAR. So instead of making a decision, they go to VAR. And there's certain instances where if the referee doesn't, doesn't say it's a penalty, then the way that the question is asked with VAR, VAR can't award a penalty. They can just say whether or not the decision was correct or not, if that makes sense. So they kind of avoid having to make a decision because they've got this second opinion, which they can... But the second opinion seems to be just backing up the referees' first opinion. Until this weekend. Until this weekend. weekend they've, and they've what happened yeah. last weekend? The foul. I think that's been the catalyst. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, see, I see what people are saying. I, I don't think they have changed it. I think it's, as in, I don't think anyone has said, right, we're going to do it differently this weekend. I think it's a subconscious thing where the referees are... Shitting themselves. So how does how do how would you explain Emma the the non goal for Socrates in the Arsenal game? I didn't see that to be fair. So I, fucking, I didn't. I, I watched it and I didn't fucking see what was wrong with it. Someone there was argy bargy in the area. A goal was given from Socrates. There was argy bargy. I think it might have been Chambers again actually. It was. And the referee doesn't go over to the screen. I'm not sure he's allowed to go over to the screen. I'm sure I saw someone on BT Sport saying that they're not allowed to go to the screen in the Premier League. It's how they implement it. No, it's not. No, no that, that's what right. right. so The whole point is that they should go. The only that. way, it's, I was watching a match today this morning, he said the only way they go over to the screen is, is, is if he speaks to the VAR mm -hmm. and they and says what he's seen. 
And he doesn't if, agree. If the VAR says something that the ref hasn't seen, like say, for instance, no, what's happened is Chambers has elbowed him in the face. If the ref hasn't seen that bit, he will then use the second screen to say. Mm -hmm. But if, if he says, I thought there was a kick there, or he says, I thought it was going, he says, um, what we've seen is a coming together in the box. It looks like Chambers is hooked and pushed. Um, whoever, if KO was it, something like that. Um, then if the ref says, yeah, that sounds about what I've seen, I'll go with your call. If he says, no, I didn't think I saw that, mm. then he'd go over. So, he I clear, think the referee he, should, well, should for, watch it anyway. The, right, which one was this one then I'm thinking of now? Okay, so he then rules that one out. Let's talk about the Zaha one quickly. Because he books Zaha yeah, for like, diving. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't go over to the screen and then takes the VAR's decision of penalty and takes the booking away. Mm-hmm. Surely, it's, Surely it's that all one should have been a screen job. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, if, if anything agree. gets overturned, and they should go over and check it in any instance, if that's the thing. Mm. That's because not, the referee seems to they said this morning. I just think the referee should have a look anyway. Well, if it, if it's that 50 50, then just go and have a look. 30 seconds for him to take a little jog over. I suppose with that one, if he says, nah, you got that wrong, he absolutely nailed him. Yeah, you know, fair enough then. Because <laughs> it's like one or the other, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean, he could have, he, the VAR referee could have literally that said yeah. that was a fucking joke of a decision. <laughs> you need to take that booking back and give yeah. a penalty because yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know how you've made this shit up. On, on something like that, it's more clear, but on the Chambers one, just take the ref, take a look. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you think it was a foul? The Chambers one? Yeah. No, not really. No. Uh, but then, just again, uh, again, there's contact in the box, and this is why I'd be a terrible ref, because I'm like, well, it's six or one half of the yeah. dozen <laughs> or the other, in my opinion. It's why I'd be yeah. terrible at that, and I don't, I don't like, I've I, I forgotten the phrase, I wouldn't want to be a referee. Oh, it's the there's, hardest there's job. There's no yeah. chance I'd want to do job. that job, like, because it's just not worth it. Look, like Emma said, you need consistency, and there's no clear outline as to what a foul in the box is, or, or do you know what I mean? There's no, there's no, nothing clear to tell us that that's a penalty and that's not a penalty. Mm. It, should, it, it should just be, con if I do that, that's a penalty. Or, it, unless, unless I do that, that's no penalty. You know what I mean? That's going to be different. Yeah. I know you lost at the weekend, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Did you lose at the weekend? <laughs> not me, you prick the rugby, you fucking... Oh, I thought you were just... No, like, not as fucking... I wouldn't have said that. that. I, said that. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, out. Sam... <laughs> so 20, uh, before, we do, before we carry on, 22nd of November... Yes. Thank you, Chris. Uh, 22nd November, I'm fighting in something called the Golden Contract, which is a tournament set up by MTK, um, biggest management team in the world. And, um, Take it to yours. Yeah. You, you want them to be yours. <laughs> no, they are, man. <laughs> um, yeah, they've, uh, they've set up a Golden Contract, and um, the winner of the tournament gets a five-fight deal with half a million uh, dollars or pounds, one or the other. Well, not, not that, not that, that matters, like, you know what I mean? Um, over the over the next uh, two years, I think. So, I've got. A ch I'm, I'm in the reserve <laughs> fight for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the reserve <laughs> fight for the tournament, and it gives me an opportunity to be a part of it. And if I win this fight, then I've got a real chance of being in the main tournament. So, uh, and you're on Sky Sports. Sports. Nice well, first time on Sky Sports as well. Yeah, yeah. So, right. November twenty twenty second. Brilliant. Um, tune in and watch it, please. You will do. You're a mad box. <laughs> yeah, like, I missed it. I will talk about it. I missed that fight this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, back on to the Liverpool game then. Um, Hendo scores. His doubters will be gutted. Every one of his fans <laughs> will be absolutely made up. If there's if there's nothing else, he knows how to celebrate oh, a fucking yeah. oh. I mean, it's the ultimate shithousery as well. He's gone, right, 
I'm just going to piss everyone off for the first half an hour playing really, really good. <laughs> and then come on in the second half and then score like a half volley and slot it into the bottom With corner. his left foot? Yeah, with his oh, left foot. And then run off like I've won the Champions League for the second time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like... I'm surprised he's never done the old day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, look, I've, I've always been a big fan of Henderson. I think it was always difficult for him to come in, take over from Gerrard. That is the ultimate hardest job. Um, you know, it's like with United, any manager coming in and taking over Ferguson. And it was just, I just think he's given so much stick and I don't really understand it. Like I said, I, I thought he was poor in the first half. Same with Wijnaldum though. Um, and Klopp backed him and said, no, you're my captain, go out there, do better in the second half. And that's exactly what he did. What what more do you want from him? No, I mean, listen, look, everybody knows I, I get called Jordan Henderson fan TV, for God's sakes. <laughs> and I just think he's a really good footballer. I think yeah. he does a job for the team. Yeah, I think yeah. there are more talented midfielders out there. There are maybe more hard-working midfielders, maybe more hard-working midfielders than him. But what the job that he does for the team is second to none for me. I think he, yeah. he goes out there each and every week, and whether he has a good game or a bad game, he never shakes it. The highest of his responsibilities, he's always up in the ref's face when you need him to. <laughs> and it was a captain's like performance for me and a captain's like goal. And you know, another player that played really well in the middle of the park. Um, I know this is probably your favourite segment of the show, and I think he chips the ball in. Uh, originally, is Fabinho for that one. There's probably a foul on. Bobby, maybe, yes. build-up to him. Yeah, I, I thought it was foul. And uh, <laughs> who gives a shit after he's going <laughs> yeah. back? But, you know, it, it, I, I think there's opportunity there for him to be pulled back if he does mess up the shot. Like, yeah. What about Fabinho then, Sam? What did you make of his performance? He just he just oozes quality, doesn't he? he he's just, he, he, everything from his positioning to his getting his head up before the ball comes to him. He, he just he, he knows when to dangle a leg out. He's like the opposite of Lovren. He knows exactly <laughs> knows exactly when to engage and when to stand back. Yeah. I can't pick a fault in his game, apart from you know if he doesn't bang a volley in like against against <laughs> the game the week. Yeah, the he week. doesn't score enough goals. But it's who does from that position? Exactly. You know, he's unbelievable. I think probably at the moment on form, there's nobody in world football who eclipses him in that number six position. Mm. He's just and and is. His relationship with Henson and Wijnaldum is perfect as well. Mm. They all set the balance for each other. I actually thought midweek, yeah, he was good, but because Ox and Cater just loved it getting forward and stuff, it does expose him more. With Henson and Wijnaldum, he just knows where they are all the time and it's a perfect fit. I I, one of the things I noticed, and, and I, was, I was sat in a different seat yesterday, I was in the Upper Kenny for the first time and must be Villarreal 3-0, did we beat them in the semis, semis of the Europa yeah. I think that was the last time I sat in the Upper Kenny. Yeah. And... I noticed him being loud and talking and stuff because normally I'm, at the, I'm in the cop or something or the Annie Roads and you can't quite see all the time what the midfielders are doing but where I was, he was really annoyed with the centre-halves at times. Van Dijk, Lovren, he was tre- he was shouting at Trent as well and he was going to them constantly, hurry up, fucking play the ball. It's there, you're going to play the ball, play it faster and you could see him and he's like, just come on, we're going too slow here and that was all the way through the first half and he's got that leadership about him as well and he's mm. got the vision. We know about his creativity and how good he is at winning the ball back but also one of the things that I love about this Liverpool side, there's loads of leaders all the way through it and he's one of yeah. them. Yeah, definitely, completely agree with that. And he's like the opposite of any normal Brazilian as well. <coughs> so he's not this like... He loves doing a dirty work. Yeah, I was going to say like... You are forgetting Dunga. <laughs> the captain of the 1994 Dunga, Dunga. winning Brazil Dunga, side. Yeah, you're showing your age a bit, Sam. I was going to say, I was He was like, a hell of a DM, wasn't he? I was Dunga. born about three months before that, Chris. So. <laughs> um, no, like, yeah, obviously he's got that creative side to him. And it, like you say, he can play these balls from anywhere. And he's got, he's got an eye for the game. His positioning, like you're saying, Sam, is brilliant. But he just does the dirty work. He comes in, 
He just smashes into people, gets back up, and he's like, <laughs> just plays a world of a pass. And I, that's I, I, I really love watching footballers do that. I used to play as like a kind of a, a holding midfielder when I was about seven. We had eleven. We had ten forwards yeah. and a goalkeeper in my team. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is in my dreams. This is me in my dreams. I, if I could be a footballer, I would be Fabinho, basically. Really? Wow, bold. slash, slash bold. Firmino because they're both amazing. But like one or the other. But if you had to pick one, oh. Firmino. Bobby. Firmino, right. <laughs> so Bobby. all that was because of the hair and no, smoke, but, basically, because uh, he wants to be Firmino anyway. Yeah. Similar sounding names, that'll do. Yeah, but basically, like if if you want a if you want a holding midfielder, you want somebody who's going to come in, smash into people fairly, by the way, and then you know come out with the ball and then play you know these really cool composed passes that just open up the play, and he does that so effortlessly, and that's the best thing about it is that he. Barely, really breaks a sweat while he's doing it, and he reminds me a lot about Van Dyke in the way that he sort of carries himself on the pitch. And he's still yet to be beaten in the Premier League when he started a game, I believe. Fabinho is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. didn't play against City. It's madness. I mean, he's been. Yeah. We signed him last summer. Now yeah. you know we've been playing over a year, and you know, we haven't lost many games in the Premier League to be fair. Mm. Um, but yeah, since he's been a starter, I mean, he's just come in and we win loads more games than we used to. We're not drawing as many games, and he's made a massive, massive difference to the way Liverpool play again. Yeah, he's 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 great to watch, and it's like the that that area from his sock to his shorts just seems to get longer every time someone <laughs> runs past him. You know? What's that Air Street Fighter guy? That's like it. It's the stretchy legs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, the, regardless of whatever superhero he's like, he's fantastic, and you'd r- much rather him be in your team than against him. You know, it's like. Yeah. Um, uh, Fernandinho a couple of seasons ago was a really good, solid guy. Every time he got a ball, he turned around and try and, and try and put it up the field. And Fabinho, like you said, plays a fantastic pass, stops everything. There's a question mark, Sam, around Fabinho because I, I I was told last night that the cards don't count in the Capital One Cup and stuff anymore. The competition specific, I think that's right, isn't it? I asked this question in the office the other day and didn't get an answer, so, so I'm it, not entirely sure. So basically, he's got one more yellow card and then he misses a game. Now, uh-huh. if it is competition specific, I genuinely wouldn't play him against Villa because he can pick a yellow card up yeah. in the next league game against City. Yeah. Mm. I think we've got a really interesting yeah. selection there. If they're not competition specific, he has to pick a yellow card up oh, to yeah. miss the Villa game. Yeah. But either way, he's missing the Villa game, mm. if the competition so, specific yeah. or not. I was surprised he didn't get a yellow card at the end of that game, if I'm honest. The flip side is, though, you, you've not really seen Klopp do things like that, have you? Yeah. Because we've all kind of had discussions yeah. about it, whether it's online or to each other, about about that kind of thing in the past, being like a bit shit as we like that. And I've never really seen Klopp do it. Mm. I, I think you're more likely to see if he plays against Villa to play, and then if we're if we're we're, we're winning the game, maybe to go okay, well I'll bring on Milner or Henderson or Van Alden and, and and sort of sort of give him a blow because of that. Obviously, we've got a Champions League game for that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think we probably should do that, but I, mm. I don't. I think Klopp will back him not to get booked. Yeah, it'll be interested in that because I agree. I I don't think that's thoughts even crossed We're Klopp's mind. He, do, he doesn't think two games ahead. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he thinks each game. And like, I, I'm sure he's well aware of the situation, but I agree. I think Klopp's, he's got such a high sort of moral grounding that he's not going to, at no point will he think. Well, listen, if, it's, if, if Klopp's not going to think about it, we need to start as fans tweeting FSG. <laughs> yeah. 
If we can tweet them about Sign Royce, we need to tweet them about yeah. make sure Fabinho doesn't fucking pick up a yellow card and don't play him. Fabinho out. Fabinho out is the hashtag. <laughs> uh, Peter Moore on Twitter, um, yeah. FSG, Linda, all of them. Start tweeting them and make sure the clock does not pick Fabinho to get a yellow card against Villa. I want to see Lalana in the fucking six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, uh, so against the United game, I was doing the, the live text on the BBC website and I basically put in when Lalana came on. Oh, one nil down Fuck at Old Trafford. Nobody wants Adam Lalana to come on here. And then he went and scored. So basically, I just need to do that every, every time. Every time Lalana comes on. Yeah, anytime he comes on. I mean, it, it, I'm glad that it happens to you as well as me because I'm, it I'm literally the worst. It happens every single time. Every single time. It's a, I mean, listen, it's it's the BBC. There's only 400,000 people reading that one yeah, live, exactly. wasn't there? I did have to apologise <laughs> and then uh, people were like directly tweeting me saying like, I bet you feel really good about yourself. And I was like, yeah, because it's just come on and scored an equaliser at Old Trafford. So I feel quite You're right, watching the game though and you're a Liverpool fan. Why would you suddenly think, man, you away, I'm going to switch off and start abusing someone on text? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least after the game. Like you're watching the game, it's like, oh, man, you away. Why would you think that's like smart? Weirdos, uh, One of the other things that we need to talk about is after Liverpool got their first goal, Sam, did you think there was anything other than a home win on the cards? No, 100%. thought we were going to win the game. I was watching it on the plane because we just landed. And um, as soon as it went one all, that was it. We knew, we were all the lads who came over. And you just knew. I th- in fact, I thought we'd get two or three, to be honest. I thought yeah. it was Spurs. Because when you're winning for 60 minutes, well, well it was about 60, it was 50... 50 56 yeah. minutes. And but then... it was pretty close because they scored so early. And then you, you concede away at Liverpool and you know, you know. Everyone knows how last time we lost, did, stuff like that. Didn't, didn't Neville say that when they scored one, they're going to score two? Did he, yeah? yeah I, think he did. I don't know. Should we ask so, Stato Sanders over yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't watch Sky Sports. Oh, course. BBC for life. Five, five, you know what I mean? Five lines, isn't it? Would you? <laughs> yeah, no, we actually have like a different feed, so I actually don't watch Sky Sports. Oh, right. Oh, right. Why is so, that? I like, because we, it's or? slightly earlier. It's about 20 seconds earlier. Yeah. Well, because it's our own camera feed, ah. it comes through our system a lot quicker. So obviously mm-hmm. what you watch on TV will be slower than the actual original feed. And then Is that why it, a goal always it. comes up on my phone before I've seen the fucking goal scored? Sometimes, yeah. Well, oh, that might just be... so annoying, that does. Yeah. Do you stream, though? I was going to say, like if, if you're streaming, that'll be so why. Is it yeah. not why I was streaming? Sky's cameras then or something at the ground? No, no so, so like Sky will have their cameras and then we'll have our own for match of the day. So then ours come through a different feed. So we have like our own kind of feed that... You're on 6G. Yeah, yeah, 6G. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, and then finally, obviously, we need to talk about uh, Mane. Um, when you need someone to step up, Kieran, Mane is the guy. And he goes into that area and he drives in past their centre-half. Well, right back, actually, was it Aurier? Yeah, Aurier. And then penalty? Yes. Yeah, Mane's just clever. Everyone said it. Match of the day have said it. As soon as... As soon as uh, Mane sees that opportunity, stepping in there, he knows Aurea is just going to try and boot it away. And I do feel bad for him. I feel really quite bad for Aurea because he's pulling his leg back. He's hardly swung it. And Mane's leg right in front of him, taps him, boom, down. But it's an obvious penalty. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's done, he, Mane's earned it. Aurea hasn't conce- like, properly conceded it. For me, it, Sam, it was, it was a foul. There was no malice. There was no like intent of foul. But ultimately, it was a foul. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. You, if you if you go to play the ball, you can't not get the ball and kick someone on the back of the car. But like, with both, it almost hit both legs, didn't it? Yeah. I think that was absolutely stonewall. I think yeah. even if there was no VAR, I think 
Nine out of ten refs are given that. It, yeah. It's obvious. Ball's there, man's there. There actually was a VAR. It lasted about yeah. three seconds because it was that clear. It was that obvious. Yeah, I, I, it, it, just no arguments. And then yeah. Salah's pet Emma. Um, Gazaniga forgets to dive, I think, doesn't he? Yeah, but I love like Salah. Basically, just goes. I'm just gonna smash this yeah. and hope for the best. He almost took the back of the net. Yeah, so. but like I, I'm always terrified watching Salah take a penalty because you're like, this is either going basically all the way to like the A1 or it's going in the back of the net and it's going to smash the net. It's one or the other and he seems to just smash it every time. <laughs> it's amazing. What I don't understand, and I had a little laugh at Gazaniga and I'm going to give Tom a little bit of time to try and rearrange the camera, is he's standing there, the ball goes here and instead of moving his foot that's dead close to the ball, he decides to go with his hand. Yeah. And I've never seen a goalkeeper do that in that yeah. situation and I thought it was really strange. But I think that's because he hit it so hard. I, I actually don't think he saw that until... Because when he's watching it in real time, I thought it was in like the bottom corner. Yeah, and then you watch the replay court. and you're like, right oh, it's actually him. right next to him. So it's yeah. going that fast. That Ian Wright was saying, um, I think it was Ian Wright on Match of the Day, that um, it, it, when he's doing his little bounce, the timing of his bounce was unfortunate for him because Salah almost strikes he, it as he's up, yeah. as he's up. Yeah. on his toes, to and then he can't, it's too fast. Yeah, but. yeah. I agree with that. I mean, that, that, that interests me. I think you have to bounce as a goalkeeper. Yeah. But if you're bouncing, I think you have to dive. I don't see the point in bouncing if you're not going to dive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's what I mean. I think he probably had the intention to. But because Salah hit it that quickly, with that much pace, he was probably like about to dive and was like, oh, wait, it's already, it's already in the back of the net. Because was, was the final penalty quite straight? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a good point, it. actually. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Maybe he just thought he's going to whack it and I'm just going to make myself as big as... I mean, he hits a lot down the middle, doesn't it? Because he just does hit it. Like, yeah. he doesn't place it. So he, like, he does go more centrally. There'll be a lot of confidence as well. Yeah, I, I, just, know, I know so exactly what I got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I actually, it's interesting that you say that because I actually think he's less confident because he does that. I know what you're saying, but I think oh, if, he, if, he, if he's not confident, you know, yeah, because I think it, if yeah. you're confident, like Milner or like like De Bruyne has done this in the past, like you slot it into those corners every time. But I think if you're not as confident that you just sort of you hit it as centrally kind of as possible, just get it on target mm. and with enough pace that. Goes past him. Yeah, yeah. The Salah thing's mad for me because I, I keep thinking that he's a bad penalty taker, but I think he's only missed like one or two for yeah. and it, It's mad, like he does just smash them and, and thankfully he did. Obviously, we go 2 1 up. And then Spurs changed it, Spurs come out at us. And I actually got a little bit worried towards the end of the game because we lost control of the game. We ended up bringing James Milner on. I can't remember if that was before or after. It must have been after because he'd have taken the penalty, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was straight after the penalty. Was it? Yeah. And then. Milner's brilliant because he just picks up bookings. Like, he got booked <laughs> like for something. It, 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 it was a blatant, like, he knew he was getting the yellow card. Then he got fouled in the corner flag and got booked after he'd been fouled. And I've never seen that happen yeah. before because the referee played on, didn't he, after the foul? Yeah. Oh. So then he goes down the other end and he's shielding it and gets fouled <laughs> and then ends up getting booked. And, like, the, the, the Tottenham player who's down the corner is like, why are you booking? He's like, no, I'm booking Milner for that tackle. <laughs> and I'm like, that's funny. And then he digs the corner and just does it again. It's just like yeah. a little juggernaut, isn't it? Oh, he's just—he's like, a fucking winner, Kieran. Yeah, he knows—he knows what to do, doesn't he? He knows what he's there for, and if if we're putting him on at that time, then it's probably to stop them scoring. Yeah. Not, it's not—you're not going to be putting Milan on to get another goal here. And uh, he's he's on there to control the game, and he see, sees he's get, he's making a good break down the wing, and just bam, straight away <laughs> takes him out. Lovely job, and then. I think the crowd must have thought he was getting a card for diving or something. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what are you doing? No, you slammed him right down <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's, um, 
he's he's a fantastic player. Knows exactly what to do. He's won. I think he's won everything apart from a World Cup, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and <a> Euros. <laughs> oh right, yeah, fair enough. Um, uh, yeah, he's just <laughs> like we had Arsenal, England, we don't forget. That, <laughs> you, you, you're, you're almost Welsh, people, yeah. Yeah. And anyway, in a week, Sam, we might do. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be getting a fucking sparring session. Aren't you? <laughs> no, he's uh, he's. Man, just have you seen me fight? I'm the <laughs> pink whisperer. The pink like, whisperer. You know whis- oh my <laughs> god! The first time he's on you, you called yourself the pink whisperer. I thought you were like, calling yourself a fanny. <laughs> <laughs> Can we, can we get this trending on Twitter? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we're no, we've got other things to do. We need to get in touch with FSG for being out. We can only push one thing at a time. <laughs> well, why don't we get him taken off and put the Pink Whisperer on? Yeah. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no the Pink Whisperer is only for the boxing ring. I fought Leon McKenzie, <laughs> um, former Norwich player and, and now boxer. Uh, manager, still a boxer? Manager. Retired now. Man, he retires. What happens when you fight the pink wrist, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Videos available on YouTube. If you just type in, don't type in the pink wrist, yeah. I don't know what will come Oh, up God, yeah, that's dangerous. Sure you yeah. type in Red Men TV, Leon McKenzie, you'll get to see me fight uh, Leon McKenzie. You'll get to see him absolutely win the shit out of Paul Machen, <laughs> which is absolutely fantastic. And you'll get to see him knock out uh, Charlie from Ball Street with a body shot, which is just <laughs> brilliant. Um, it's edited, so you can't see the seven minutes he's lying on the floor trying to breathe for. Uh, but trust me, it was there. And it was fantastic. <laughs> Boom! Oh, straight down. Um, anyway, I didn't think we'd be talking about Leon McKenzie on today's show. I thought we'd be talking about Gazaniga coming up for the uh, corner kick, and the oh. crowd, including me, going, "Shoot!" <laughs> when Allison gets it, and everyone's like, "Imagine he scored!" Like, "Oh my god!" We were all like, "Shoot!" And then you hold on to. Fair play, lad. That's probably the, that's probably the that, wise that's decision. That's what you're worth for your work. Carriers would have definitely shot there. Oh, he definitely would have, yeah. Kicked, out is, for a kicked it long and it went about just over the halfway line. I was like, yeah, probably a good decision not to shoot there. Um, Best thing, though, isn't it, when a goalkeeper comes up? Like, we genuinely in the office go like, goalkeeper's coming up for, for the corner! And everyone turns over to that screen. <laughs> but what's the point? Because it's scored. Imagine, though, if they score, you, you're flying, aren't you? Like, yeah, yeah a, a goalkeeper scoring is like, the most beautiful thing in football, I think. Not Fabinho. Oh, okay, fine. Or Firmino. And Firmino. And Firmino. You'll be playing for the third place playoff in the rugby <laughs> yeah. weekend. Yeah. You'll yeah. probably like that. Um, Thanks, so, yeah. Sam. <laughs> Shut up, Pink Whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> um, another three points for the Mighty Reds. Uh, continue our unbeaten run to start the Premier League season. We're six points top of the league. We show character, we show drive, we show determination once again. Um, and just another great weekend's football from Liverpool point of view. We just keep showing more ways of doing it, don't we? And I wouldn't say we. Someone said we we what's the word use? We we just managed to like get through these games and we Kane, I think, we grind out the results. Oh, I'm, I'm Kane not, said we're getting lucky. All I'm the not. Time. Gra- I'm mm. not saying we grind. You know, we grind that result. I thought we deserved to win the match. When yeah. goalie makes all them saves and we create loads of chances and Manny's missing sitters. You, you know, we deserve to win that game of football. All the statistics will say so. The players will feel that way. But I mean, it just shows you. Yeah, I saw on on um, a match of the day. I was like, this guy actually. <laughs> I saw. I saw um, McTominay still talking about how he thought, man, you deserve to win in their post Norwich. You know, mm. just shows you where we're at when 
our old rivals, not anymore, um, are talking about a point they got at home against us when they got battered the week after. Mm. That's where Liverpool are right now. They're getting in teams' heads, aren't they? We're it's just that mentality thing. Yeah. And have you seen a stat that says uh, the teams we played compared to the teams City have played? Played Tottenham, Chelsea, United, Leicester. Um, I think there was another one on the list. And Man City have played Tottenham and yeah. got a draw against them. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the tricky teams we've already played. And those wins against Sheffield United and stuff like that, they're looking like bloody Chelsea, good wins win, as well. That win away at Chelsea is massive. Yeah, yeah, the win away at Chelsea, I think, was probably the best result of the season because that... Yeah, I think that's set up then. Chelsea are a cracking team. They're flying. Yeah, really yeah. yeah. and I, yeah, I enjoy watching them. Well. I've always hated Chelsea. Yeah. My mum has always hated Chelsea, so <laughs> I've inherited that. But since Frank Lampard's taken over and he's put, he's put those kids on, like, yeah. it's hard not to support young young people doing well, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, okay, a little bit around the, the weekend's clashes then. Uh, Arsenal drew two over Crystal Palace. They're funny. Uh, we'll talk more about them on the Uncensored Match Build-Up Show, which we're about to go into. Um, Man United beat Norwich by three goals to one. Apparently two penalties saved as well yeah. for Norwich yeah. in that one. Tim Krull is like the new legend. He was standing in front of Rashford when he took it, though. Well, Rashford does one of those shuffles, and every time he does a step, so does Krull. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but if I'm the I can see why they let him because if you're doing that and you run up what's the goal he's supposed yeah, to do but yeah. he does take a good three or four steps forward yeah. before he saves Does he? Yeah. Tim Cruz the goalkeeper that got brought on by Van Gaal in the yeah. Holland yeah. side isn't he for saving yeah. penalties and stuff uh, he's City, against Liverpool in the opening game as well yeah. City beat Aston Villa by three goals in the Island, and Chelsea beat Burnley by four goals so we've got the uh, round the league show later on today going on the redmentv.com uh, we'll be discussing all of that uh, all of those games and more that's come out of the weekend's football and stuff promises to be a brilliant show. Don't forget to check out The Athletic as well. You can get 50% off your yearly subscription. It's ticket down to about £2.50 a month. Uh, www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash TV. Link in the description as well. Uh, thank you very much to Emma, to Kieran and to Sam for this one. We're going to film the Intense Match Build-Up show now. Uh, like the video and we'll see you next time. Ta-ra. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.